0: Mm. <laughs> <coughs> 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 hmm all right guys welcome to pod save africa it's your host i can't Adi it's march 18th and here's your news update i'm here with Iffy and what it do guys Hello. hey y'all okay. oh. hi glad to be back
1: yeah, I know
0: it's been it's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been I can't even your phone mid. on time. First of all my phone is on time. Uh, fight me, beat me. Okay. <laughs> Arrest me. Okay. Uh, Just checking did you buy it?
1: We, we you. know how these things go.
0: IPhone six last week. Well,
1: hey oh, wow. Oh you're on you're I'm, still on the six?
0: I'm so drunk. I don't have, I don't have money, y'all. First of all, my mouth is out go go for me, bitch. Niggas is broke.
2: I guess it's Definitely.
0: We um, putting this out for I free. Just plug in. We try. This
1: plugin, um, that we are available for sponsorship. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. at us, please. <laughs> if for nothing else, to agree hey. that I can't do to at least the seven, wow. <laughs> at least the
2: <a> seven. Wow. <laughs> you you have have drag me. You <laughs> me, drag me, wow, drag <laughs> me, drag me, <laughs> <laughs> start.
3: I am still have a six, so
0: that's oh. the family. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: See, see how you're oh, dragging our whole family through the board. I see you. <laughs> I see what you did there.
1: I think Verizon is doing this um, buy
4: one, get one free. Can no. I afford but to no, buy one? I Can one. I one. afford I to think, buy one? I Can I buy
0: half? Tell the truth. I actually don't want the sevens. So. Okay. Sorry, no, at you at have choices. I'm I'm yeah, if you are there I'm giving out sevens, Magba, I'll collect it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> if Thank it's you. free, if it's, it's free, free
0: then just you know, give me like, our I like free things. Right. Thank guys. let we,
1: we could always help. um test out some products. That is true. That is active. true.
0: I'll give you iPhone yeah. reviews. Yeah. the button works. Um. All right. So, guys, let's get right into the stories. Ify, you're going to get started. Let's do it. Yeah. Right, let's go. Uh, I'm
1: gonna get it popping. I believe in you. All right. You so can do it.
2: Oh. Believe oh, me. I believe okay. Me, yes, sir.
1: Um, so our first story of the day is
2: coming,
1: um, out of Morocco. Um, so Moroccan protesters clashed uh, with uh the government in the poor mining town of Jarada. I can't you are literally the most annoying human being.
3: Um <sighs>
1: American protesters this mm-hmm. past Wednesday clashed with security forces mm-hmm. in a mining town where residents have been demanding uh, government help tackle poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, the protesters uh, set five police cars on fire and clashed wow. with police. Um, an unspecified number of policemen were wounded and brought to a hospital in mm. Ujda, mm. Um, a main city in the northeast. Okay. Um, so. Quick aside, I literally was going to pronounce that as Uguju, but that's that's wow. by the way. Um, <laughs> nine people, nine theory people theory,
0: um, have been. <laughs> <laughs> please.
1: Nine, nine people um have been detained, um, mm-hmm. but before then the town of Gerada in the remote northeast um had seen a uh, peaceful protest since two artisan uh, miners were killed in an accident in December. Um, but demonstrations calling for state aid, um, and alternative, um, jobs, I guess, where. Not mainstream until now. Mm -hmm. Um, The residents in the town uh, Mm -hmm. have been neglected uh, since the mines closed uh, some 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is just a part of the growing uh, public dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of the areas um, that the government was basically implementing currency uh, reforms Mm -hmm. and cutting subsidies um, to drive economic growth. Um, a lot of the female residents, um, said that tear gas, um, and smoke were used on the, uh, on the protesters. And mm. there are videos, um, on social media showing, um, some of these clashes. Uh, they said about 500 security personnel had surrounded the protest. Um, and that basically led to the, um, led to the violence. Mm. So what are your thoughts, guys?
0: Right. So I'm a, I'm a dive right in. I think that, so so subsidies are always a very, like they're two-sided always in, in terms of how they affect people, right? First of all, you're subsidizing, yeah. but sub, you're subsidizing for the people. That's a direct benefit that government usually gives to his people. It says, okay, we can afford to, and we believe it will be good for you, and it will genuinely make life easier for the people. We'll make the we ourselves will make the prices of these things cheaper, and that either works by them, like just forcing the prices down, or them paying off the companies that provide those goods and services. I think in the case of Morocco, it's a combination of both, um, because of negotiate because the uh, government has a higher negotiating power, they can get better prices than all of the people combined can as individuals. So, them taking away the subsidies means that. For those people, their prices are about to go up on a whole lot of stuff. And now that suddenly means they are unable to afford it, even though it's technically benefiting economic growth as in the big companies who need the economic stimulus, I guess, um, now have people paying a little bit more for their goods and services. Um, and knowing that they have, you know, they deal with individual on a case by case basis as opposed to dealing with the, the government as itself so it's almost like a reversion to free market economics but what people often forget about this is that you it's hard to just go and like just do this in the middle of nowhere like your people aren't making money there are no jobs there's nothing for them to do they don't have the economic part to even afford these things in the first place so the ability to adjust to you switching out the subsidy is very very minimal um and i think that's and that's a trend. yeah continue
1: yeah, and I think that's a trend that, um, we've been seeing with, like, a lot of governments, and I think that that's what a lot of, uh, governments sort of don't necessarily realize.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I understand, you know, the, the need to sort of, like, drive up the economy and, like, work on the economy, which is always a good thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, raising taxes is, n- not necessarily a bad thing as well, but it's just one of those things where I don't think the government really takes into account that you, you can't really just do like a one size fits all. Hmm. Um, in these cases, especially when, you know, like a lot of the citizens are not able or they depend on, you know, like, these jobs or like whatever they, whatever they're doing at mm-hmm. the time to like feed their families and mm-hmm. like, you know, provide for themselves. And they also don't realize that, you know, when you put people in like these tough positions, they eventually require more of the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're already taking a lot of these services away, like, how do you really expect people to not depend on you even right. more?
2: Right. All
1: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You're ongoing, go. Anywhere thoughts
4: um well i keep reading the story again and in when we were looking at this news looking at the various sources what i don't understand is prior to the um clashes the protests were going very around about very peacefully so i don't know what the switch over was what happened that caused the clashes and the tear right, gas and
3: was.
4: i know what the trigger was you know so yes. i i'm interested to find out what that is
3: mm-hmm.
4: and that is my only thought on this for right now but i do want to say mm-hmm. um beyond the said, subsidies
0: the life. <laughs> well i
4: guess i guess i have more thoughts mm-hmm. which is good you know I'm not a one thought functioning <laughs> person but, but my another another thought I had in this.
2: Good day, it's I'm have <laughs> <laughs> <Very>, you. Very good, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Please go ahead. But with the other
4: the other thought I had in this was, I mean, it's not the subsidy that caused the protest. Uh-huh. Um, it was the fact that there were minus killed in an accident, um, which I guess is. Uh, The accident triggered the protest because Mm -hmm. not enough aid is being rendered to the people, especially in that poor town of Mm Gerada. And, you know, they don't have alternative jobs that are, you know,
2: um, safer or
4: safer for them than mining. Mm -hmm. And mining is not, it's not, it's being cut down, fewer jobs and all of that. So yeah a deeper understanding of what's going on in Morocco, but I do like to see that we are getting news out of Morocco because yeah. oftentimes it's it's hard to see what's going on in northern African, African countries
3: that's true
4: but yeah. just to see just to see what's going on there and to understand their situations is good. They
0: have some perspective all right um so Anka, you're giving us uh delivering a next story piece.
2: Yes, um,
4: my favorite type of story is long-ruling presidents. Cam- Cameroon's president, Paul Bia, who is about 85, and has ruled cent- the Central African country of Cameroon since 1982, mm. which is for some just several decades now, mm. held his first cabinet meeting since 2015 on Thursday.
3: Oh, nice, okay.
4: He used this meeting... To urge better economic policies and use it to tout successes against insurgents. President Bia is known to rarely ever convene his cabinets, mm-hmm. and past meetings have looked like, looked more like lectures than discussions. <laughs> and so, so once again, we see the role of an iron fist president who, you know, doesn't let any, anyone say anything but his word. -hmm. It's not clear if anyone else spoke on Thursday, which is when the meeting was held. The letter calling his council of ministers to the Unity Palace, where the meeting was held, did not reveal the agenda. But unusually later in the day, the president published a speech. The president's office published a speech. Mm -hmm. He, part of the speech said that, amongst other things, he said, despite an unfavorable global economic context, the improvement of our people's living conditions and the fight against unemployment must remain the government's core priorities. He has, he has ruled, Bia, President Bia has ruled by decrease since taking over a retiring predecessor in 1982 and winning okay, the election okay. by, ni- yes, and then, and winning the election by 99.98% a year later. That's very shocking. The meeting came. During a time when the country, this French-speaking country of Cameroon, is facing a violent separatist movement Hmm. in the in its western anglophone region, and a much more deadly threat from Islamic militant group Boko Haram in the north.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Cameroon too is dealing with Boko Haram. I keep forgetting that. Um, Wow. So so. This (laughs) This this <laughs> this guy is, is a hilarious guy, really very funny guy. Because the guy, came, what a
1: pile of trash!
0: He, he's the one that's the president that is coming to argue that economic policy, <laughs> like farm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> what a piece of shit! So I be
0: going to my friends and telling them, preaching to them that, that how my house should be clean. It's like my guy, <laughs> you're the president of your own country. What are you doing? And then, you know, this guy's eighty some years old. He's an octogenarian. So. And he's ruled for what? What's that? 36 years? Jesus. Like, fam, what enough. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing that? You're in your 80s, fam. Don't you want to just relax? Um, I, and of course, somebody that old cannot possibly rule effectively. At least I don't think they can possibly rule effectively. And it's, it's showing. Um, But it, it, I, I guess maybe that is an indicator for something. Do you guys think that's an indicator for something? The fact that he called the cabinet meeting. Because it seems like that that's quite an unusual activity.
1: So this story just pisses me off. Like, first of all, like, like, it's, it's just incredibly irritating mm-hmm. because this is your, so basically, as the president of a country, right, you are supposed to be, I guess, like, encouraging policy and, like, working closely with your cabinet mm-hmm. every single day yeah. to, to basically, like, Further, like these part, po- like these quote unquote. He probably doesn't remember the um, names. Exactly, like this quote unquote uh, the fight against unemployment. You are supposed to be working with these people, like on a daily basis, hmm. um, in regards to like these issues that you speak about. But this is the first cabinet meeting since two thousand and fifteen. So, so, w- like, so basically, my understanding of this is. For the past three years,
2: everyone has yet. just <laughs> been doing whatever
1: they like. Everyone has just been doing like however it pleases, you know, like just doing whatever they felt like mm. they should be doing without any sort of like direction. Mm. And his 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 meetings are, as they said, like like lectures. So you're you're not even taking into account what any of these, I I guess I will say ministers think like any policies that they feel would be best hmm. for whatever like state department that they're heading so i i i don't understand what the point of the meeting was it just seems like, like this a show, show of yeah. power hmm. yeah and like this, this guy yeah like this guy is in his 80s he's hmm. obviously quite senile so i don't understand like what's going on here Mm. Again, like what it boils down to is the people are the ones that are going to suffer because yeah. if the country is basically headed by like an eighty-something-year-old man who basically has no clear mm. policies or no clear direction for the country, then w- what's
4: happening to the people? Yeah,
3: that's. Something. I mean,
4: that's a story for most African countries. Most of our present our d- Eighties slash seventy-something year olds, so that's not uh, too unusual. Yeah. But what I find funny what what this story reminded me of was um, Trevor Noah's episode where he talked about Trump being an African dictator, <laughs> and he just reminds me of Trump so <laughs> much. Like, there's just a lot in the story. Like for instance, during the they said that um, his cabinet meeting in his cabinet meeting he was touting the success against his surgeons isn't that very Trump like saying yeah. oh I'm better than the, no, the my, my opponent.
0: I mean yeah right it's not an strategy for these people.
4: I, yeah. Gosh. And then I was looking more into him and actually found a uh, an article that draws parallels between him and President Trump.
2: Really he apparently
4: he, he has spent less than thirty years of the amount of time he's been in power in Cameroon itself. According wow. to an investigation, okay. so <laughs> he spends a third of the year abroad. So wow. it's like, he's not even in the country. <laughs> yeah, you See, you people are
0: laughing. How long does Buhari um, spend in your country? Tell the truth.
2: I'm
0: pointing fingers. I'm pointing fingers. I'm shaking the table. <laughs> Where's your own president? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: well, guys,
0: chilling. I'm sorry, guys. I had to call you a lot.
2: In
4: Bali, he was sick. Quote
0: yeah, unquote. Fair. But like
4: the vast majority of our, our trips are mm. to Geneva.
0: Gen- where he frequents. Guy get, <laughs> get relaxing, chilling, <laughs> and relaxing. <laughs> eating Swiss chocolates Yeah. Listen to yeah. Swiss beats. I'm just going to mute myself. When he Swiss goes watch. to
4: five star inter- inter- intercontinental hotel Swiss with cheese. his wife. And a couple of up to 50 people
0: hanging out with these are Alex, people that um, are in the
4: government, you know, just flexing, you know. Wait,
0: Jen, you guys in yeah. Switzerland, right? Because I've been cracking dry jokes for like yeah. the past three seconds. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, my dry jokes on yeah. front. Okay. all right. He might know Alicia Keys because he likes it. Okay, when when some say, five no, people die, let me
2: <laughs> <Can you> drop <laughs>
0: my puns, please. Took... I'd... Ugh. Okay, it took the wind out
4: of me. I'm sorry. Oh, when 75 people died in a train crash in 2016. He mm. it apparently it apparently took him two days to return from Switzerland wow. and express his sadness
0: Too at the airport. Days.
4: But once again, not very unusual. It's not like wow, because like yeah. you said, President Buhari. Why not shook? <laughs> But wait, yeah. why not I'm, shook? I'm
1: so I'm I'm so sorry to cut you off. But you said when seventy-five people 75 died in people. what? I'm sorry. In a train crash. Train crash. Oh, in a train crash! Wow, yeah. it took
4: him two days to to, to, to return from Switzerland. Mm-hmm. To come wow, That's the
0: sadness. He had to pack
4: up. That this table, you are shaking.
1: They're
0: that
4: honest. table, <laughs> you are
1: shaking. he <They're> <laughs> has a few kind of weddings on there.
0: Hey, skudu du pop. It has a few kind <laughs> of few can 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 those, those shots.
1: Kind weddings on there. Bring yeah, K
0: forty seven. Slay everybody. I
1: cannot. Yeah,
0: I see. I see all
1: right.
0: It. All right. So let's move on to the next story, guys. Um. Now we're going to go to the West African nation of Guinea. Um, unfortunately, a wave of, of unrest—sorry, <coughs> my voice—a wave of unrest in the West African nation has left eleven people dead as protesters have poured into the streets nearly every day over several weeks to demand raises for teachers and the results of long-awaited municipal elections. Thousands have thought have turned out for demonstrations in Conakry, Guinea's ca- capital, and other major cities and security forces have responded with tear gas and tanks, ah, tanks, 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 sorry, I'm shook, tanks. <laughs> Violence has broken out at several rallies and several journalists and news media LLS have been attacked. Guinea has had a lot of issues over the years, ranging from the Ebola outbreak in 2014 to poor governance and never-ending corruption. Welcome to the club, sis. Um, most of those rallies are led by opposition parties demanding results from municipal council elections held last month. President Alfa Conde's party is claiming victory, but the official winners have not, yet, have not been announced and opposition party members say they suspect fraud. In February, the country held its first municipal council election since the end of military youth rule in 2010. The elections had been scheduled to take place eight years ago, but they were repeatedly postponed because of political infighting and lack of money. People appointed by the president have occupied most municipal council seats till now. When he first took office in 2010, Mr. Conde promised to strengthen democracy and fight corruption, but he and his son have been implicated in corruption scandals, accused of election irregularities, and criticized for cracking down on press freedom. Several journalists have been arrested and some media operations have been suspended. <sighs> what it your thoughts, guys?
1: Um, another hot hostia- steaming pile of trash. Wow. Um, unfortunately, I guess the the part of this that um, calls out to me the most um, is just the fact that you know people are protesting um, raises for teachers. Yeah. I kind of feel like the whole election thing, like it, it, like it's a horse that has been bitten into the ground like Mm -hmm. it's dead we just keep on talking about it like it's just always always the same thing Mm -hmm. um but i like the fact that people are protesting demanding raises for teachers Mm -hmm. um i just feel like you know teachers all over the world have an incredibly difficult job um, teaching like horrible kids every single day. Like wow. kids are the worst. No, like I, I. Wow. <laughs> no, like I'm sorry. I, I was not condone this message. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was that kid in school that just always oh, you and trash teachers, kids, like a difficult, you... low key, low key. Like I, like I always gave my teachers <clears throat> a difficult time. And I know that this is something that teachers deal with every single day. So it just kind of sucks that you are doing an incredibly difficult job, Mm -hmm. an incredibly important job, Mm -hmm. um, and you're not being compensated for the work that you're doing. Because we always Um, say education is a
0: way to fix our countries, but pay the teacher, no.
1: Exactly. So it's like when when you're not paying teachers, you Mm -hmm. know, like just basic livable wages, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's extremely heartbreaking.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, as for the election thing, like, I'm not necessarily surprised. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Oh, I guess the, the,
1: the only thing, the only thing, yeah, the, the only thing that really, really, like, affects me in this story is just the fact that, you know, people are demanding raises for teachers um i hope that they do get those raises i hope right. that they get paid right. because it's it's one thing demanding raises it's one thing demanding to be paid in the first place yeah
0: and then if you look what at, you guys think uh, if you look at this situation they just the president just like the president just became president in 2010 I right, never mind 2010 was eight years ago does that make you guys feel old because that makes me feel old but it's it's a d- mm. new wave of leadership in Africa, generally, does that make sense? And they're still trash. So, like, it, it yeah. doesn't bode very well for the future because you have some of these newer guys, quote-unquote, he's probably still an old man, but, like, newer guys, quote-unquote, to to power that made all these promises when they were coming in and then still being trash. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, so, Oinkar, your thoughts?
4: I mean, um, sorry, I was talking for, like, two minutes on...
2: <laughs> yes, but
4: <laughs> but for instance like i'm reading or listening to everything you guys have said mm-hmm. the president is corrupt he has been implicated in corruption scandals
3: yeah. accused Trash. of
4: election irregularities and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and i can't help but wonder didn't were these things a little obvious prior to him becoming Price president symptom. right Hmm. You know, and I mean, it's really a case of uh, the lesser Absolutely. enemy, the lesser evil. devil, right? You know, right. I and mean, I know that's the us case. The was
0: running must have been so trash that this was kind of the option,
4: uh, right? And I know that's that's that was the case with Nigeria in its yeah. last in its last election. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, this evil word, this anyways, but yeah, yeah that's not a good so but
0: that,
4: that Guinea the yeah. the. Guinea has, you know, they've been through a lot since 2014. Yeah. You know, having to deal with the Ebola oh, classic, outbreak in the yeah. midst of mm. having corruption and poor governance. Wow, that sounds a lot like Nigeria.
2: But. every table. like to
0: dance on tables. <laughs> oh, they have
4: been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a little surprised to see that that's all they're protesting. Demand raises for teachers, it's a, it's and sometimes of, I feel one, like there's a
2: lot the more.
4: Time. I guess yeah,
1: yes, yeah, you're, you're right. Focused. You're right.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right. So that kind <laughs> that's, of um, thoughts. In that kind of like raises two questions uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just discuss for like a hot second before we move on to the next story. Okay. Um, the first question I have is: um, we we just talked about how. Um, Oh, you brought up the the point about did no one notice like how incredibly corrupt this guy was before yeah. taking power, okay. and we also just touched on you know that that was basically the same thing that happened in Nigeria. Do you guys think that it is easy for new players to sort of like break into like the political system in a lot of African countries because for, for like the past few years. When, whenever I see you know like elections or reelections or mm-hmm. opposition parties it's always someone who has been opposition for like years right. like and, and and they're the ones who like always try to run again and again and again. so right. do you guys think that
4: I mean what do you guys think
0: uh, <clears throat> how about you go
4: I don't you know? I, I don't I don't think it's easy I think there's a lot against them for mm-hmm. for one thing. Because of our past experiences, hmm. especially with the old guys who were once new, new people, new people there's so, a lot of yeah. dis, dis, distrust for mm-hmm. the uh, What's the word? There's uh, people distrust, don't trust the new, right. the new distrust, right? Yeah. Yeah. People don't trust the new, the newer people. Hmm. They don't know that they have, they, I mean, they don't know that their resume is up to hmm. par.
3: Hmm. And even if yeah. it
4: is, then it's always the case of if they're good, then you have to, For me, my worry with a new person coming in is that they're coming in with all those old players who have all the tricks up their sleeves. Mm, Right. And I get to use every single one of them. So even if it's a good person, like his resume is astounding or his or her resume is astounding. And, you know, they're ready to make change. There's just Mm. so much going against them. And to like go through all of that. And, you know, I, I, I have. I'm not optimistic, you know, about a new person coming in. And I mean, I would love to be and I would love to see that happen. Like a good person who actually wants to bring change and has a, you know, has great experience, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think that with the old people in power, with with all the corruption, with all all the evil that they've already done, Hmm. I think hopefully that person doesn't get killed or something. Like there's just so much stacked against that new
0: person. Yeah. So I think that I think that technically in today's day and age if properly organized somebody with enough political leverage uh, that is fairly new would do well. But even that person yeah. do well doesn't speak well of us and our ge- and our decision making. The reason why we'd vote for somebody yeah. uh, for a fresh face was be- is because he's not a face we're familiar with and at least he's not whoever was there before. However, we need to think about politics a little differently. It's no longer individuals. It's about what they stand for. Like, does this guy actually know what, does what he's saying sound reasonable? Does his plan for executing it or her plan for executing it sound like it makes sense? Does her yeah. team look like a bunch of qualified individuals? Has she put out exactly what she's going to do prior to going into presidency? Has she, does she have some Background or, or resume leadership in significant leadership because leading a country is no joke. I think that's also part of the yeah. problem. Half of these guys run that have declared to run for Nigeria now. Um, I doubt any of them have any significant experience reminding even large private organizations. I see how that's working mm-hmm. out for the United States. It's a totally, it's an even more different ballgame because it takes so much more. Like each of, like your capacity as a leader has to even extend like your other people below you have to even be better than you too, or as good as you because you know those people have to be incredible so it's not just about a single individual anymore we have to be thinking very heavily about the whole system plus the individual and also you know no more no more voting in these old people that know they're going to die soon let's vote in people that know that they're going to have to live with their consequences Jonathan is currently living with the consequences of being a trash president even though those consequences are looking at late i won't lie to you but you know, he's living with those, it's <laughs> true. My guy's traveling the world, giving speeches at Harvard and Oxford. First of all, Harvard and Oxford, stop inviting these people who've done a terrible job leading African countries. You send absolutely the wrong message. Those people should be resigned and rest designated to the pits of lonesomeness and hell, as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, back to my point. They, you know, it's, we, we we need to decide better. That's, that's the only the point I'm generally trying to make. Yeah. So next cool, story, cool, if,
1: cool, if, cool, I, cool. if I get too emotional. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that will be me. Um, mm-hmm. So this story is, I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of people saw on social media, um, the teacher yeah. in Ghana who was drawing um, the Microsoft word processing mm-hmm. window on a blackboard with a uh, colored uh, chalk. chalk. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so his name is Richard Apia Akoto. Mm-hmm. Um the pictures went viral on social media. Um he is a thirty-three year old information and communication technology I C T um, teacher in uh Ventes Junior High School in the town of Seque Domas. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. domains i actually don't know the pronunciation so i can't even
1: call you up. exactly right. so stop yeah. trying to drag sorry. Me. i was just
0: watching <laughs> i was just I was waiting for you to step over that ledge but that's reasonable. I know, so like, continue
1: i i i need to practice pronunciation more yeah. um but the school um has had no computers um since 2000 since about 2011 wow. um uh but 14 and 15 year olds are still expected to write and pass a national exam with um ICT being one of the subjects. Um, so like a lot of social uh, media pressure, um, basically got a promise, uh, from Microsoft to quote, um, equip him with a device from one of um, our partners and access to our MCE program and free professional development resources, um, end quote. Uh, and to fulfill that promise, uh, Microsoft to um, Akoto to Singapore this past week, mm. um, and he is currently participating in the annual uh, Microsoft Education Exchange. Mm. Um, while he has been described as an inspiration for teachers in Africa, mm. um, Quartz basically uh, stated that what he does is uh, symptomatic of uh, an under-resourced, dysfunctional public school system, can mm. I get an amen, mm-hmm. um, across look the look continent... Watch. Many many poor parents are forced to choose private schools over free public primary schools um, due to this lack of uh, resources in government-owned schools. Mm. Um, in Ghana, there have also been calls for uh, national conversation about a fair distribution of educational resources as many rural schools uh, struggle with infrastructure and teaching logistic challenges.
2: Mm. Okay. Right. So,
1: what do you guys think?
0: Uh, not the first part of that—it's one of those stories that you feel both, both good and bad about. You're like, "Oh my God, I'm awesome!" Yeah. It's awesome that you know he's getting some resources to teach his kids, but you're also remembering that this is a public school. The government has a responsibility yeah. to educate these children. Man, um, yeah. the president of Ghana has said a lot of big words about being an educator and that being a significant focus of his administration, and he's making some moves. But, you know, you can still see that there's a lag. There's a significant yeah. issue, you know, for a teacher to be drawing in 2015, drawing a computer in chalk. Like, have you, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's quite absurd. You know, the amount of effort it takes to do that could probably produce quite a few computers itself. But, you know, it's, it's, it's quite sad and it makes you sad in, in when you look at the bigger picture, but focusing on the incident itself. It's nice to see um, Microsoft stepping up and we encourage Microsoft do even more. Donate to donate resources to schools like that start partnerships with the government where you subsidize you know laptops for them so that maybe at minimal cost they can you know help educate their kids. Maybe you send and direct teachers there and staff there to teach people how to use these resources um there's a lot more that could be done and you know i I hate to be the one to ask for handouts but uh, if we're going if we're being altruistic let's let's be altruistic you know so that's that's my that's my two cents
1: i think for me it's one of those things where like hey it's actually funny that we just spoke about or i just touched on like education from like the last story Mm -hmm. but it it's basically, like, one of the points you made about, you know, like, leading is not an easy job. And as a leader, it's important for a leader to have people working for you who are better than you in many ways than one. Yes. So I think w- when it comes to, like, being, like, a minister or, or a commissioner or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, like, this is where, like, that forward-thinking aspect comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect that someone who is heading... Like a Ministry of Education or who is a commissioner for education can like or should know hmm. that a lot of rural rural areas need resources. resources. Point blank period. Right. Um, and it's also one of those things where I feel like in like a lot of African countries in general, there is this there is this idea and there is this mindset that teaching is not the most noble job to have.
2: Yeah,
1: and. Aside from, you know, even needing, well, a part of needing resources is needing human resources as well. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: if they put into place, you know, like, I, I don't know the right word to use, but if teachers are trained the way they are supposed to be trained, mm-hmm. um, they will also be able to give that knowledge to students as well. Right. Um, because quality is also an issue that I feel like a yeah. lot of Public schools in mm-hmm. particular struggle with a lot,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, in in this case, this is something that I would expect the government to step mm-hmm. up and perform, and you know, do what they are basically empowered to do. Okay, all
3: right, so
0: yeah, um, Yangsie. Yeah. Yes. Please don't call me that. Oh, but I just dropped your
2: nickname. Sorry, my bad. Ignore everything just I just my said. Nice. My bad. So Yin what are you
0: I'm bad? Bad. Wild. I'm <laughs> wild. <I'm laughs> wild Here <you> again. <laughs> yeah, sleeping down the portal. Okay, continue. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry.
2: I'm
4: I'll so get sorry. you. I'm so sorry. Mm. Good. It's okay. But, but like I like I said. Thank you. Um I keep a popo. God, God. damn
2: it. <laughs> I, told you do it.
0: I, I thought you'd be a child of God. I don't be virtual. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. No.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. Started. So, something. Continue. <laughs> it started. Continue.
4: But but initially seeing the story made me made me very sad, actually. It made me more sad than it did. I mean, I'm very impressed at the teacher's efforts mm-hmm. to go to go through those efforts um, in to teach his students ICT. I think it's very noble of him, and mm. I think it's very important because thinking back to my primary, secondary school days, mm. uh, which is uh, the elementary school, mm. elementary school and um, high school days. Wow. Well, <laughs> at, at high school days, I know mm. that it's, it's easier for me to be able to see things, to learn it. So mm-hmm. I think that it's important to be able to show the picture so that the students right. understand yeah, the subject learning. more
3: right.
4: What I would like to see as an outcome and it, I mean I know I can't be like but I, what I would like to see is that if they had prom- they, if they had given the school at least one computer mm-hmm. you know that the students get to interact with,
3: with it, yeah. that's
4: even a that's even a better. That even gives a better understanding of ICT mm. and helps them with their exams. I mm. did see that, you know, they're trying to equip Akuto with a device. Right. But I don't know if that device is just for him or right. if also that's for like the him school. Masters. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. They actually sure. gave some computers to the school. I think they oh, gave okay. them about awesome. five
3: computers. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Nice.
4: Okay, okay. Like, yes, yeah, so, so that's that's the important part. I was like, this is weird that they give, like the, they give the teacher the computer yeah. and they give the I and give the school that needed. But I'm glad they did give the school. I was thinking the, the same. Computers that that they needed, mm-hmm. Um and I think that's a very good step because it's like our the way our world is right now. Everything is about technology and technologically technological mm. advancement. You know, people are thinking about big data, and there's some yeah. schools that don't have access to computers, and that's a problem. Yeah, we're know? behind the So I, right, it, it takes yeah. takes a lot to catch mm-hmm. up, and yeah. I think that's a important step, at least, mm-hmm. providing them with computers. Because you don't even have to teach these kids anything once you provide them with the computers. You'll be mm-hmm. amazed to see what a student can figure out by themselves yeah. just with mm-hmm. that computer. Just having so them.
0: Yeah. I
4: think that's important.
0: Sure. All right, I'm going to hit us with your story
4: me next, um, Sam, Samsung is going to source cobalt mm-hmm. directly from DR Congo. We covered news on um, yeah. uh, the ah, uh, what are my words? Democratic. The DRC yeah. and and cobalt sources. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how the government in that country is spiking up prices yeah. uh, for price. of yeah. cobalt, mm-hmm. right? And Putting in efforts to reduce the illegal mining mm-hmm. of this resource mm-hmm. and to reduce, um, child labor. Mm-hmm. And I think all these efforts are really succeeding and going, f- and going forward. And we'll talk about that more in this news. So
3: okay.
4: uh, Samsung is joining its corporate nemesis, Apple, mm-hmm. in trying to secure a cobalt supply in the DRC mm-hmm. directly. They're in talk with Sumika, a Congolese mining company, mm. to secure a supply of the metal and use it in everything from a smartphone smartphone to electric vehicles. Mm. The talks are still in process. Mm. Um, but, it, and it's a little unclear how Sumika would mine cobalt from its sites at the Kisan Fun Mine, mm. Kisan full Mine in Katanga. But Apple has already reported, been reported to be planning to source Directly from miners in the Jersey,
2: hmm. like
4: car manufacturers BMW and Volkswagen, the two tech giants, which which is Apple and Samsung, are joining a global rush to buy cobalt as a consumer demand for rechargeable ba- batteries continue to rise. Hmm. Um, Samsung has refused to confirm, but but the move is seen seen. In the rest of Samsung's participation in the Responsible Cobalt Initiative, the initiative aims to address concerns over the origins of cobot, Spe- specifically in the GRC. Signatories are ob- obligated to ensure that the manners they work with, whether artisanal or industrial, adhere to guidelines of responsible acquisition in conflict areas. Hmm. Uh, and I'm sure some of those guidelines include not using children. Yes, um,
2: hopefully. Child hopefully. Income, but
4: Please. hopefully. Mm-hmm. The Guidelines has seen efforts like the introdu- introduction of a blockchain pilot scheme to track the origins of cobalt, mm-hmm. Given the DRC's tum- tumultuous oh, political environment, environment yeah. it is a, it is clear why manufacturers would want to ensure a, a consistent ethi- mm-hmm. ethical supply. In November last year, the Amnesty International criticized major electronics companies and car mm-hmm. manufacturers for not doing enough to ensure Cobalt mining was not accompanied by human rights abuses like child miners and deadly working conditions. Congolese hmm. lawmakers are not ignorant to the world's clamor for cobalt. Earlier this year, the mining ministry moved to have cobalt identified as a strategic metal, which would see royalties increase for any miner. As the price of this one's ignored metal rocket, it is a lucrative market for anyone involved. Oh, um, what I was really impressed to see out of this st- story is that with the fact that Big players such as Apple, Samsung, Volkswagen, BMW are trying to work directly with the minors, um, Congolese right. miners. So is that they're taking out middlemen? Yes. Can I continue, please? Yes, yeah, I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm <not laughs> gonna... Is is that they're taking out the the no, Chinese mi- companies?
0: Because I, I love it.
4: Continue. Is that they're taking out the Chinese companies? Because in previous coverage reports of this uh, endeavor, we've seen that somehow cobalt is mined in Congo, but Mm -hmm. they are passed to a Chinese company, and then these companies buy from the Chinese company. So Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, and between this interaction, there's child abuse, there's bad practices, there's, you know, harm on the communities where the mineral is being mined from. So I'm glad to see, not that, but we we see so many of these instances where there's like a a company from a different country in an African continent and they're just abusing the fact that they're in in the African country and abusing the resources and abusing the people there. Mm -hmm. So I think um, taking out the middleman,
3: which, which in this
4: case is a Chinese company, and directly interacting with the miners, helps to even just incru- increase their profits for, for these miners, helps to put the profits back on it, ensure that the profits go to them, you know, rather to like a middle company, yeah. and ensure that, I mean, I'm, I don't think a miner himself will tell his child, oh, yeah, or be or yeah, um, you know, abuse you know, his right child so much, I mean, you never know, but yeah. abuse his child, he will probably not abuse his child as much as someone who doesn't have any regard have any um, ties with the child would so yeah. i think that these are good steps and mm-hmm. i'm glad to see because you would think that with an increase in cohort demand you think that the child abuse would skyrocket you know right. like everybody needs it now so we need more
0: yeah, but force to... in the
4: field we need more but right. they're trying to make sure that's the other way around and i think mm-hmm. that's a good practice mm-hmm. what do you guys think
0: if you thought. thoughts
4: Um, so, I, I like
1: this. I like this a lot. Um, I think that this is one of, or this is proof that, um, technological advancements and, you know, this new era of technology, um, could be very um, important. I don't know if important is a word, but it could be very helpful to a lot mm-hmm. of African countries and to not necessarily African countries, but a lot of African people. Mm. Um, because it's one of those things where I feel like now it's, it's really hard with the age of social media and like mm-hmm. all of those things to, um, it's really hard to, to do things like under the table or like hide like unethical practices. Um so I'm happy about this um that it's that that these companies are trying to do things the right way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I hope that the government does right by, you know, the people of the DRC
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and they pass like all of all of the legislation that they want to pass and make cobalt right. like a, a strategic met- uh, metal so right. that um they get paid well for it basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. All right. So
0: Um, I completely agree with what both of you said. I don't think I have anything additional I can add to that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's move on to the next story. Um, so Robert Mugabe. Okay. So I'm going to try and like hurry through the next couple of stories because we're running out of time, but, um, we're going to go to Zimbabwe real quick. Uh, Robert Mugabe has said that the disgraceful Zimbabwe coup must be undone. And the fascinating thing about this is that he kind of has a point. Let me get into it. Uh, the former Zimbabwe president, uh, Uncle Bob, as is, was uh, coined on this podcast, um, has said that the coup d'etat uh, that happened in November must be undone in his first TV interview since then. Um, he said, and I quote, I say it was a coup d'etat. Some people refuse to call it a coup d'etat. Mugabe said it during a brief army he was referring to the brief army takeover which led to Emerson Mangang- nangawa assuming power after Mugabe's resignation Mugabe said that he did not hate his successor but instead said that he would work with him and suggested that the president was the, the presidency was is legal and unconstitutional he does have a point um if anything it was a coup. Um, However, that is almost the only way it could have happened. So I guess my, at least my impression on this is that I think there should be some form of election um, soon that proves or that stamps. And then term limits need to be reintroduced. Um, What do you guys think?
1: I agree with you 100%, even though I still think like I don't. I agree with you. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: Appreciate it, yeah. young Yinks. Sir, why that? For the first time. That? Yeah. Huh.
4: Yeah. Wow. I I also agree with you. Um, I although I think that it was time for Mugabe to leave. Absolutely. The season, I also like. don't not a big fan of his successor. Yeah. And not sure where uh, this success his successor would lead this country. This country. So yeah. I, I agree with you.
0: I feel you. Right, so the other story from Zimbabwe is that the doctors are going on strike over pay and drug shortages. Shortages. The doctors in public hospitals all across the country are going on strike and are not going back to work until the government meets their demands. Um, it's the first major labor dispute under this new president that we just spoke of, um, and the economy is, you know, his biggest issue at this point in time. And this is just another thing to pile on to all of that. And um, so the junior doctors in Harare went on strike on March 1st, and as of Monday, the labor action had spread to include all public hospitals in the country. The government has not, as agreed for years, increased on-call allowances for doctors to $10 an hour from the current
2: $1.50. Wow.
0: Junior. Doctors, I know. Junior doctors who earn a basic monthly salary of three hundred and twenty nine before allowances were yet to get duty free vehicles as previously agreed. In neighboring countries, South Africa, which had attracts the most skilled labor from Zimbabwe, including health workers, junior doctors on internship on internship earned the equivalent of two $2,834 last year, according to Business Day newspaper. Um, so just to give you some perspective, um, the economy, it's almost a catchment too for this gentleman here um, Manangagua. He, he, he's already dealing with the crappy economy, so it's unlikely he has the funding to really really pay um, People very well and employment is very high. So he almost has to find a way to either leverage low-skill labor into economic uh an economic lubricant and get work done that way and then eventually like get gets paying people but this is almost a catch-22 because he kind of doesn't have the money to pay doctors anymore and they are but i'm just curious as to why they agreed to pay them that in the first place um and can the doctors down strike now guarantee that another agreement will even be honored even when the first one wasn't um what are your thoughts guys
1: I think that the um, original um, deal to sort of raise wages, I'm pretty sure, was done under Mugabe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where, again, like doctors are also a vital part of any healthy country's ecosystem. Like, Mm -hmm. there's, you you are not going to not get any sick people. Um, So the fact that you know, you have doctors, and this happens all over the continents, mm. this is not you know, just limited to uh, Zimbabwe, but mm. it's just one of those things where I, I don't understand why these people don't get paid. Like, they do the work, they come in every day, it's mm. not an easy job to have, right. and they do the work and they should be compensated. And I think it, it is extremely disgraceful if you compare wages, like, what they are increasing, or they basically get paid $1.50 an hour now. Hmm. And, and they're
2: asking they,
1: for Exactly, and they're asking for 10 Compared to their counterparts in other parts of the world, in a lot of Western countries, hmm. in the United States, for instance, doctors get paid nothing less than at least $90 an hour. So it's one of those things where it's like, they are doing the work in what I'm sure are even worse conditions than their counterparts in a lot of Western countries,
3: Hmm. so there's
1: no reason why they should not be getting paid what they're worth.
3: Hmm.
4: I could go on, but I'm just going to
0: share. You
4: know, it's interesting that we covered uh, both both doctors and and teachers striking in this story Uh because it reminds me of this... um, primary elementary school debates where you're like who's more important doctors, doctors versus I teachers i hope i've
0: convinced sure. you are not confused you that doctors are better than who teachers, teachers. <laughs> Man, the debate used to be madly tough that doesn't used to, but, to slap but, on god i'm sorry i missed that. i got nostalgic for a second continue
4: no it's good um but i just wanted to bring a little like humor to that but i do mm-hmm. think i agree with everything you said i think the teachers should be paid um I think the doctor's strike comes at a very difficult time, but I I hope that uh, they're able to resolve it soon. The doctors are able to get back. Doctors are very important important people. Um, I don't know if they're more important than teachers, but they're important. And I hope that they're able to get these people back to their jobs, saving lives.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, I'm going to run through the final story real quick. Australia has offered to fast-track visas for persecuted, quote-unquote, persecuted white farmers. Um, and that offer was slammed by South Africa. A top Australian official said this week that white farmers from South Africa should be granted emergency visas, saying that they needed protection in a "quote unquote" civilized <laughs> country amid a debate over the distribution of their land to black citizens. On Thursday, South Africa's foreign ministry fired back, characterising the remarks made by Peter Dutton, Australia's home affairs. Minister asked, and I quote a thing bitch ass person will say because that person sucks and is a piece of shit and don't know nothing and is actually also racist. <laughs> he did not actually say that. I said that. That is my personal opinion. He mm. said.
1: No, um, that's sorry. just a slight Th- paraphrase. That's,
0: of I, I'm just paraphrasing. Of what he, said. he said regrettable, <laughs> exactly. but really, he meant to say yeah, you, bitch. But he said that white farmers are not. Ad- Risk, the ministry said. There is no reason for any government anywhere in the world to suspect that any South African is in danger from their own democratically elected government. Indivu Mb- Mabaya, a spokesman for South Africa's foreign ministry, said in a statement that threat simply does not exist. South Africa's governing party, the ANC, has promised a constitutional amendment to exp- expropriate land without paying the landowners. The majority of South African farmland remains under white ownership more than 25 years after apartheid ended. Mr. Dutton, who oversees immigration in Australia, said in an interview on Wednesday that white farmers deserve special protection. In January, Mr. Du- Mr. Dutton also blamed African migrants for a in crime in Melbourne, claiming in an interview that residents of the city were afraid to even go to restaurants at night because they're followed home by these gangs, end quote. So, yeah, hey, bitch. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts, guys?
1: I'm pretty sure that... Okay, uh, like, I, 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 like, I won't even go into that because I can already see, like, the issues with that argument. Mm. But I... Don't understand is what this guy is speaking about. First of all, I thought it was hilarious that they wanted to grant them emergency visas. Emergency visas. Yeah, like I, I, I don't Big. understand what the emergency is. Yeah, yeah, And then saying that you know they needed protection in a civilized country exactly. like this like just like, like,
0: reeks.
1: Yeah. So how this just you,
0: fam, Pull up. <laughs> it just reeks of I can't believe
1: racist it. you know mm-hmm. anti-black oh, rhetoric yeah. it's absolutely so. disgusting
0: specifically so. it's
1: absolutely disgusting it's just yeah. one of those things where like we're seeing like every day from all these different countries like this rise of the alt-right
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> movement like yeah. the rise of like these nationalist movements yeah. um but I I thought it was hilarious. Then I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. You thought the Rise of um, the Ultra but, was hilarious? No, no. I My thought God. the statement... You know what? I'm shook. Shook. Yingxi, what are Shooked. your thoughts? Wow. <laughs> you wow.
0: Just wow. Go, you just wow. go drag her. <laughs> drag her by a leopard.
4: Okay, weapon. I guess. <laughs> Wild. Mm. Wild. That's not, not nice. It's, yeah. Well,
2: what
4: uh, is? What is? <laughs> um, do I have, want to say anything at this point? <laughs> no. Nah, yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, I will, I will talk. I will fight on still. Um,
2: she. Persisted. This story made me.
4: I persisted. Moments <laughs> History Month. Um, this story made me very upset mm-hmm. because it's a situation we see not only happening in South Africa, but in Zimbabwe as well. a mm. um, majority of the farmlands are owned by white farmers. Mm. And yes, the white farmers may argue that that this has become their country as well, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But history would prove that it was not always the case. Yeah. That uh, probably uh, potentially the reason why they got a lot of those farmlands was because they took it from yeah. Black farmers like, in the first place, yeah. you know, yeah. through colonization and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So to see that they're suddenly treated as the victim right.
0: is, is is very it, is a big upsetting.
2: Yeah.
4: It makes me upset. And while I do think that there may be better with handle um, redistribution of the farmlands, <laughs> I don't think that they should all of a sudden be victimized and yeah. be, and treated like oh. You know they are sad on um, like, like, on oh uh, no. players yeah, in this, in this
0: that case. Fam. how did you get in the first place? Let's talk exactly.
4: About. So and I, I, you know, this a debate is still the debate is still going on. They haven't figured out how to redistribute the land yet, but I yeah. do think a redistribution needs to happen. Yeah. Because in South Africa, for instance, the black people there are the poorest. In their own country. That you know, true. you go to South Africa and you think it's so beautiful, but you don't know that the people, the black people, the original owners of the lands, are the ones that are at the poorest. Mm-hmm. So, a redistribution definitely needs to happen. Anyone that's against that is just doesn't know enough, I feel.
0: And I, and I, and I think... well, And I think the... The issue here is, the, is simple. It, apartheid was built not just on military dominance of another set of individuals. It was also built on economic dominance. You took every type of resources, every folk, every element of value in the country was focused in one direction. And The truth is that that was never rectified. And As far as I'm concerned, and I hate to be this controversial, but I actually really don't care, Marcel Mandela's work was never done really if the people of south africa didn't have economic opportunity a lack of education significant i think that's where a lot of the xenophobia comes from these people simply don't have opportunities they don't have access to economic wealth and that's simply what it is almost similar to the case in, in america like if you have one set of people with the economic dominance and all the economic and there's no attempt at distribution whether via Educational programs that give people access to jobs and things like that or via, you know, actual physically saying, oh, here's some man farm on it I think that is absolutely unacceptable. Now, you're right. That debate should continue. I think that they have to be as inventive as they are with finding a solution as as creatively evil a path it was because a path it if you had, you know, people like Trevor Noah describe it, it was perfect racism effectively and you have to be that, well it has to be something that has, is well thought out, that is both equal, fair, and both balancing. Um, I don't think it would be necessary, the right thing to just take the lands away from all the white people. Um, I don't think it's a situation where we should attempt to do economic dominance on the white people living in South Africa. I ask simply for fairness, that everybody, white, black, yeah. whatever color you are, has a fair starting ground in the country. Um, that balances out the opportunities for those who are black, those who are white, those who are of any other ethnicity in the country. That's all I ask for. Yeah,
4: yeah, and, um, and, and I don't that that's
1: sorry. what I'm so sorry. I, I even think yeah, That's fine. what the South African government was even aiming for in the first place. Yeah, I think it's just always like so easy for people to sort of like cry wolf in a sense and be like. And be like, oh, we're being persecuted Mm -hmm. um, because people are trying to, like, right the wrong job, be literally, like, inflicted (laughs) on them. Exactly. So I just think it's ridiculous Um, The Australian official who was Speaking I think is like A piece of shit because he obviously Like it's just like Why should they be granted emergency Visas it's 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 not Like it's not like oh these people are like being I'm not even mad about that
0: it's just a comment He's made and you can see this person is Clearly racist It's not even I
4: mean Australians are known to be racist So like doesn't
0: I'm not going to color a whole country but a lot of Prominent political, political figures have been I don't yeah, right. say that, but a I'm lot right. of <laughs> a lot of prominent
1: politicians and I just feel from like that country the, have been very racist. Like this, this rise, this rise of like these nationalists, like white men, who are like, oh. You know, we we are like we are fighting for something. Right. N- no, you're being racist. Yeah,
0: like let's, let's, that's that's let's what you're the case. And remember, you know, equality Trash. equality always looks like oppression to the privileged. So right. these people are just you know, they're afraid of losing. talking
1: i at, they put in quotes.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm giving, giving up quotes for their wisdom, though. Mm-hmm. Dropping those gems you and diamonds. Those gems and diamonds. Anyways, um, but you. this reminded okay.
4: me. This reminded me of um, just after Mugabe was was yeah, no, no sure. was no longer president was exiled was uh, stepped down from the president seat. A lot of videos um, came up of white farmers rejoicing because that's part of what Mugabe's fight was against. You know, he wanted to redistribute the land. He wanted mm. to take back some of the land from the white farmers and give to the black people and I remember having a discussion with a Nigerian as well who was like oh you know why shouldn't they be happy he wanted to take their land but I'm like it was not theirs to begin with with, you know it's not it was not theirs they took it from someone rather possibly probably through killing and uh, and otherwise so I don't Anyways, there's uh, there's mo- a lot more we can go into, but
0: for now, <laughs> for now we're we're way out of time. Yes. Um, but if he has to give her a new segment, we call if he says fuck you to somebody. All right, Ify, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Um. So just a quick fuck you to the Lagos State government
3: hey. for
1: the bullshit land use budget. charge Mm-mm-mm. thing that they are trying to do. I don't Mm-mm. know if you guys uh, saw this on social media, Mm-mm. um, but. Basically, for those who don't know, the Lagos State government is basically trying to charge people for using the lands that they build their homes on, that they run their businesses on, and it's just basically another thing where they're trying to overtax people who are already overly taxed, yeah,
0: not not being provided the services they're being taxed for,
1: not being provided the services that they are being taxed for in this effort to quote unquote like drive economic growth, mm-hmm. which is just basically like a skimming pile of bullshit. Mm-hmm. They are trying to do like a borehole tax, so basically before you have water, which they Say that they're going to provide for you. They're going to tax you for it. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand exactly what Governor Ambode is aiming for. Um, so far in his tenure as governor, he has raised people's homes down, raised people's businesses down, overly taxed them, increased toll charges, all for like, all for this like Lagos aesthetic of like this whole mega city bullshit. Mm-hmm. That makes absolutely no sense. He wants to take away the yellow um, buses of Lagos, which, by the way, there is a petition for that. So if anyone wants to sign that, that would be awesome. Okay. You could probably find that and tweet that out. Um, but it's just one of those things where the Lagos State government really does not know what it's doing. The Lagos State government is not working for its people. Hmm. It's, it's not even working for people who live in Ikoyi and Leki because oh if they are working for <laughs> people who live in th- those areas, you will not have these, like, Ridiculous toll charges, like the land use tax, like it's ridiculous. How can you tax someone three point five million just for using that land or just for mm-hmm. having a home? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you expect people to get this money from? It makes absolutely no sense. But, really the, but the but the Lagos State government uh, put out a statement saying that oh the charges are being revised. Like ridiculous. It's just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. Um, this week's beautiful fuck you goes out to uh, the Lagos State government, and anyone mm-hmm. who um, has any issues uh, can tweet at I de- wow de- <laughs> de- <laughs>
2: de- call me that
1: out
0: that was you um,
1: yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all alright,
0: but hey, I stand behind that fuck you, fuck you everybody, you suck Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening our listeners. I know this has been a little bit of a longer episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. And uh highlight us. We're on Twitter interacting with you guys. People are starting to highlight us a little bit more, so we love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate yes. it. And awesome. We, yeah, and we hope
4: you. Yes, we we, you. we really appreciate the love from the last episode. We yeah. got a lot of love. We got a lot got of a lot people of really, yeah, related with the topics and with yeah. the discussion. So yeah. we thank you for letting us know about that. Yeah.
0: Um, no lie, no lie. That made me a little emotional. Continue that made, like, made me a little emotional. I was very, I was very happy.
2: Yeah, always that. emotional. though you know, I, just, I just be, more. I just
0: be yeah, more. I'm in touch with feel. my feelings. Okay, can you just let oh me? Boy. Flourish. Thank
4: sure. <laughs> you, right. All right. Um. But,
1: but thanks for listening, guys. Thank
0: you, guys. You have a wonderful see Yeah. In day. two weeks.